What's going on, everybody? This is your boy Martin with another episode of Intuitive Minds Podcast. And today's guest, we have hairstylist and loctician Vicky E. Smith. How are you, Vicky? I'm doing great. And yourself? Good, good. Uh, just another day, you know. How, how's your day going so far? My, everything, my day is going great. You know, I started early this morning around 2.30, so I've just been up. <laughs> oh, okay. Done, staying busy. Oh, okay, so you're an early morning bird, pretty much. I am. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess the industry kind of wants you to be that way. Or is it just like you've been like that your whole life? Well, it's kind of like a routine for me. I wake up at two thirty to start my workouts for the day, mm -hmm. uh, for about two and a half hours to three, depending on how I'm feeling that day. Mm -hmm. And then I come back home and get um, you know get myself prepared to start. And I normally start work every day at eight thirty a.m. sharp. Oh, okay. So, yeah. uh, uh, that's good to keep busy, you know. Early bird gets the worm, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, break down on who Vicki Smith is, where she's from, where she grew up and everything. Okay, I'm originally from Meridian, Mississippi. Uh, that's where I'm from. Um, that's where I grew up at majority of my life. Um, I now live here in Los Angeles. I've been here for now seven and a half years. So, yeah. How was that? Like, was that a bit of a culture shock for you moving from Mississippi to Los Angeles? How did you adjust oh, to that? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> it was a big culture shock mm -hmm. here. I like uh, it was just coming here was so different um, as comparison to Mississippi, where mm -hmm. there is a lot slower here in L.A. You have to be like on point. And I think moving here definitely uh, encouraged me and I was very inspired to see others as myself mm -hmm. um come out here motivated with just goals and you know you have a mission to complete whatever it is that you want to do and you come out here and get the work done. So yes, um that was definitely a big culture shock for sure mm -hmm. when I moved out here. And mm -hmm. the one thing I think I love the most about um LA people from what I could see was just the their eagerness to just work and whatever type of job it was, they mm -hmm. did it. And that's what I love about this city. Mm -hmm. Was it tough for you to get to get uh, like clients or whatever? Because obviously it's a very entertainment thought out, you know, place. Was it like tough for you at first to get the clients that you needed or how did you adjust well, to that one? Well, to be honest with you, I honestly didn't even come out here to do hair. I really moved out here to do music. Um, mm. Like, I went to school for music. I graduated. I have my degrees in music. I just did a lot of stuff. Hair was something I wasn't even thinking about. And how I got into doing hair, I, I literally mm -hmm. just graduated uh, from Musicians Institute in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I went to the 99 cent store with my mother. And mind you, my mother had been telling me, like, you know, you need extra money out there. You should be doing hair. And me being me, I'm like, girl, whatever. <laughs> so like, I'm like, girl, you out of here. I want to do that. So just making a long story short, um, this guy walked up to me in, uh, in the 99 cent store. He just fell in love with my hair and my mom standing beside me, just smiling me inside my head. I'm just hot. Like, man, you just had to walk up. But it literally started from there. And um, he was one of the reasons why I start um, getting a lot of clientele. Just because, I don't know, I, I think I really was good at it at the time to be able to get more mm -hmm. But yeah, he was one of the main reasons that I started doing um, what I was doing. Just like so, most, yeah. just like most mm -hmm. people, just like most people in LA, you know, when they first move out there, they have one goal, but then something else leads them to somewhere else. Like for me, I started off as an actor, and then all of a sudden, 
moved to LA and then I do photography now. So it's like, you okay. never know what you're going to, you never know what LA brings because the type of people that you meet, that, that's, okay. that's the beauty about LA. Now you mentioned, you mentioned music. Uh, who are some of your people, like who are some of the musicians you grew up listening to that inspired you to do music? Okay, so growing up, um, I really grew up in a church, you know, apostolic church. I, sometimes a lot of musicians and, uh, you know, artists and stuff that, like that, they grew up in a church. So I was really inspired uh, through my gospel background and a lot of musicians at the time. And one of the Clark sisters, Twinkie Clark, who was a bad organ player, just at the time when I was young and learning how to uh, play keys, or talk, I taught myself how to play keys. Uh, she was one of the people that inspired me. Um, also, um, I think it's this one guy, I can't remember his name at the moment. It's on the tip of my tongue. He was also a, a dope piano player. He inspired me as well. And just being around, um, uh, being able to grow up in church and being able to, um, be adopted by, um, certain musicians in the city that took me under their wing to just teach me and show me what I know now, um, is what kind of got me into music, you know? It's just something I've always been into, even down to my grandmother, her having an old piano at the house. Mm. And I was just so eager to learn it. And I remember turning on the radio and just listening to R&B songs, rap, whatever, and sit there and just play the bass line. Now, before you knew it, I had it. And I was able to put the chorus to it before you, before not even an hour, I was able to... Um, you know, play back the song. And I thought that was so dope at a young age. So that kind of inspired me to keep pursuing my, uh, you know, my dreams and music, not knowing that this wouldn't even be my direction. Even mm -hmm. now here in LA, um, I was able to play for a church. Never played for this type of church in my life. And it was a Nigerian church, but it was so dope because I embraced the fact to be able to learn their culture, the type of music they like to listen to and, and to be able to uh, play it back to them as well. So, you know, that's how I really started mm -hmm. as far as my career and me going from music to doing hair. It's, it's really, it's really a long story behind it. Yeah. So, yeah started, man. Mm -hmm. Now outside of music, any, any other big influences in your life that you're like, wow, thank you for this. I'm, I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. Um, besides music, any other, thank you. Oh, my mother, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, who's been there through thick and thin, through it all. Like, who told me when I first made it to L.A., uh, <laughs> she was mm -hmm. just like, I called, I think I was crying. I was like, yo, I can't do this. I'm ready to go home. Like, I'm, I can't do it. She was like, look, you out there now. And I had moved to L.A. with $200. I don't know how I was going to get back to Mississippi with $200. <laughs> And she was just like, yo, you out there now. Just make it work. And I just think about how, how hard my mom went, um, which inspired me growing up, how hard she went just to take care of two girls. And it was a challenge in Mississippi. And believe it or not, around the early 2000s, it was very hard for some to be able to live a nice lifestyle, you know, with their family. And so just her, um, just being inspired by her. And like I said, um, I think one guy, He's a big influence on my life. Les Brown, I listen to him like almost every day. He's just someone that I wake up in the morning. Once I, you know, wake up, I give myself 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes mm -hmm. to listen to my everyday self uh, meditation and motivation to get my day started. 
you know, to just to keep myself going because it is a challenge, although because I haven't reached the level that I want to reach in my career. So, man, and, and everyday hardworking people, you know, I'm very inspired by them. Mm-hmm. So it keeps me going. Now, the, the way you do your the, the way you style hair or whatever, what about that influence? Like who 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 inspired you in that? I know we're sticking okay. to the influences and stuff like who inspired you in that aspect? Okay, so on that answer, let's go back. We got Lauren Hill. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Whippy Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Most definitely Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes had the craziest hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about definitely changed a lot game in my in, in my book. Um, who else? I Little Wayne, you know, Little mm-hmm. Wayne had the cleanest um, locks in the game at that time. And T Pain, that was my guy. I remember um, when I, when my when I was growing my hair out, he used to wear this certain hairstyle, and I had to do it. <laughs> I just felt like mm-hmm. I I had to have that certain look. So yeah, I I would say those are some of the biggest people in the beginning when it came to locks. Now versus today, you got everybody wearing locks, yeah. which I think is so dope. Um, that that was able to carry even through throughout, you know, generations until now. So, yeah, I would say those were the people who had the biggest influence as far as hair that I would say in my book. Mm-hmm. And you also because uh, I was re- I was reading through the the, the points and the, you also mentioned AJ from 106 and Park and he had some oh, crazy, yeah. crazy locks as well. I mean, yes. watching him growing up and it was like, how does he do all that? Like, who's his hairstylist that does that? You know, so. That was that was another. Yeah, AJ hair was dope. He had the braids on the side and had the locks going down the middle. That yeah, mm-hmm. that was fire. I wanted mm-hmm. to do it at one point. It's just I don't know if I had that much. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. think I could shave sides to regrow it and braid it. But yeah, his hair was dope, man. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of bounced off of uh, free as well. Like free started mm-hmm. doing it a little bit. Like then they both had locks, and then you would be like, okay, so they're bouncing off each other on on the right, TV right. screen, which is which was amazing to see. Uh, what are the three biggest issues you see with the upkeep of most people's locks? Well, the number one thing is definitely wrapping your hair and keeping it, um, you know, wrapped at night. And uh, just overall maintenance, the little stuff, just the small points as far as uh, making sure your hair is moisturized. Um, a lot of people ask, like, well, how do I know which oil to use and stuff like that? I just really tell them it's it's really based off your scalp and you know what may work for me may not work for you and when you're dealing with natural hair um you kind of just have to mess around with certain things that would keep your hair um in the best condition as possible and also just keeping it washed and bro really keeping it keeping it washed and just Mm -hmm. clean when you can be able to maintain it that that is a big pet peeve of mine man Mm-hmm. Just being real nonchalant with your hair, <laughs> mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the first thing people see. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, because I also see them wearing hats on top of it, and I'm like, how does that? How do you adjust all that? Is that even like? Is that tough to do, or is that just like it depends on the type of hat? Is it tough to well, find hat? Yeah. Well, sometimes people wear. I I wear hats, man, and, and when mm-hmm. I have hats on with my locks, it's because my hair is nappy and it needs to be done. To others, it may oh yeah, you look fine, but to me, it's one of those things like no, nah, man, I need a hat. I then um a lot okay. of times certain if you're talking about baseball caps, mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, you know, a lot of the guys, they want to look cool with their hats and they, with their dreads, you know, got it braided. It's really just a thing, you know. And, um, yeah, sometimes you won't be able to find that hat to fit your head, you know, mm -hmm. just because of the locks, you know. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, bro. Like, I think of, like, the the Migos, you know, they're always wearing, oh, they always yeah. have locks, and then, but they always have a hat on top. I'm like, does that, does that, I'm like, does that even bother them, or are they just used to it by now, you know? Because to me, it looks like it, it's bothersome, you know? That's that's the way I look at it. But from from what I can tell is they, they have a certain adjustment to it, and they always wear, like, baseball caps instead of fitted right. hats. Sometimes they wear fitted hats. Mm -hmm. And that can be sometimes tough to find, because fitted hats are very... It depends on your head, too, you know, so they're right. very tough to find. And so now hip hop has become one of the main outlets for locks. Why do you think that is? Um, a, a big influence. Mm -hmm. Just it, uh, once one person started, it continues to go. That's just like um, hip hop has a big influence on a lot of stuff is what we see. And a lot of times we're inspired. We want to look just like them or, you know, be just like them. And. and that's just what it is today. Is I, I guarantee you, if it was the other way around and everybody started wearing braids, we would be back in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, rocking braids and stuff again. I just think now um, with Larks, it has become such a um, a culture thing within the culture. And we have embraced our natural hair more. And because we don't want to comb our hair and, you know, stuff like that anymore, we, a lot of us have embraced natural hair locks mm -hmm. and um this can go back to like bob marley you know um mm -hmm. a lot of people were influenced to getting locks by bob marley and he was somebody i didn't um really didn't know too much about him um just heard about him as i was growing up and i know bob marley because of his hair and a couple of songs and stuff like that and i just mm -hmm. really think going back to the migos and we can go back to little baby we can go back to um who was another one that has locks future Mm -hmm. Luke, you know, um, Ghana, um, who else? This guy, yeah. Oh, this is my favorite one. He just dyed his hair pink. Young Thug, you Young know, thug. Mm -hmm. it, it's a, it's a, it's a certain look. It, I'm mm -hmm. not gonna lie, it's a look. It's a different look, and and it's something that um a lot of people have adopted today as a comfortable look. You know, so mm -hmm. I think that's just what it is. The influences, it's just the people who's doing it. Like I have kids that I do and they're probably like four or five years old. They're shaking their dress because that's what they see on TV. You know, mm -hmm, so I think it, it has to do with, you know, just who we see every day to day on the big screen. Mm -hmm, that's, mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people are influenced by that. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned Little Baby and obviously... His hairstyle kind of reminds you of Busta Rhymes. And <laughs> when you mentioned Busta Rhymes, I was like, oh, okay, now I see where the influence came from. And now I see where that, how did you end up meeting Lil Baby? How did that transpire? So believe it or not, this was, um, what is it, 21? I would say it happened the same year Kobe passed away. Uh, the year before that, Baby had reached out to me in my on my Instagram and was like, yo, I need you. And, and at that time, we couldn't meet up. However, I had already knew, you know what? I know he's going to hit me up again. We'll meet up. So he ended up hitting me up for the Grammys. And that's the same year Kobe passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, we kind of linked. It, actually, the same day I met Lil Baby was the same day that Kobe passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up going to his room and we kind of talked about it. Just 
just meeting him up front. Very cool guy. Um, and that's how I ended up doing baby's hair. He reached out to me and um, we, it just went from there. Mm-hmm. A great, very great guy to work with. When he does come to L.A., I do get a chance to do his hair. That's great. Yeah, because every time, because he, he, he started off with like normal, like little dreads. And then all of a sudden, hairstyle, locks, like many different styles. And right. just like, I, 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 he grew as an, as he grew as an artist, his hair kind of became a part of it. You know what I mean? That's right. Which was a great thing to to do. You have like when you guys talk. What do you? What is something that, that that you picked up from him? Like any advice or anything when you talk to him, or you guys just like chop it up, whatever. Um. Well, you know, I think we 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 really just chop it up. It's just every time when he does speak, it's always positive vibes. You know, it's always you can learn from his conversations. And I don't really go back and repeat anything that he's talk talk about. Um, it, it, it is very interesting to be around him well, to be around any celebrity, honestly. And, and you have, uh, yeah, you, yeah, it's a client, but it's the relationship is a little better. It's, it's not like you got to be on your P's and Q's and not say the right thing or the wrong thing. It's just, it's really the vibe and stuff like that. So, you know, if anything, um, every time he's talked, he's always talking very just, man, just. It's just, it's, man, it's, it's inspiring to hear him talk about, you know, just a lot of things he's accomplished, a lot of things that he's been through. And I'm pretty sure we all heard his stories before. Um, but yeah, I think I always walk away with something, you know, even if it's just a joke. And I know he has this nickname for me and it's so funny because I end up telling one of my good friends about it out here. And you, you're probably going to be, this is probably going to be my first time sharing it just openly. He was like, man, should I call you bro auntie? And I just died laughing because everybody, they, uh, they kind of look at me as like an older mm-hmm. grandma, like a big sister. And I just said, boy, you just, I ain't tripping off. <laughs> he was like, well, I'm going to call you bro And I just died laughing. He tried mm-hmm. to put the two words together. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. even if I walk away and it's something that he said and it make me laugh or just, you know, motivation for me to get better at what I'm doing, mm-hmm. it's always a pleasure to be around him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that, it's that, so that, that, I mean, that kind of nickname kind of solidifies the relationship a little bit. Like, okay, this is going to be a long-term thing. You know what I mean? It's not just another day, another dollar for, for right, people. Right. It's just like, okay, maybe you guys can meet up outside of cough, outside of, um, doing braids or whatever and stuff like that maybe just go for a coffee or something and just kind of chop it up that way because it's the industry is very big but very small at the same time you know what i mean you don't know you don't know who to pick and you don't know who to trust you don't know who to like vibe with it's very hard to vibe in la especially in la because there's so many people from people that live in la aren't even from la they're not so you know you get different types of of acts so it's very beautiful to see like certain people that just what you, so it's been like a year and a half since you guys known each other, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And it's and you're already into that position of like, I'm gonna call you this, you know what I mean? Because it's that relationship <laughs> that you guys built. Um, oh yeah. Which which is a great thing to see outside of music and entertainment and all of that jazz and hair locks. What are some hobbies you like to do? Oh man, I love to steal. Um, I haven't did it in a minute. I like to get out and go to the beach on Sunday mornings, and um. Man, just get out there and walk the beach. And like, literally, I haven't did it in a minute. I, although I did say I was going to start back. And I would go out there and just walk walk the beach every Sunday. 
um, Manhattan Beach. That is something that I like to do. Um, what else do I like to do? Oh, I, I love to go out. Self-care Sunday. That's my favorite day to do. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing to do, man. Self-care Sunday. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel like my hobbies now, I know I've been um, working on a little voiceover acting just because I feel like I'm naturally funny. And I'm just really trying to dig in that a little bit just to see, am I really good at something that I always said I wanted to do? I just never... Um, went i don't know i think i went through it just to know the right direction to get me there mm-hmm. so you know, that would be something that i would love to start back doing um i just started um collecting plants i don't know if that's a hobby or not but mm-hmm. now every time <laughs> it's mm-hmm. weird my life has changed completely since from doing music to hair because hair takes up so much in my daytime um the only days I do have to myself, like I said, is self-care Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, because I really, right now I'm really focusing uh, more so on my brand now. Mm-hmm. And that's very important to me. And once I finish, then I'll be able to enjoy some of the hobbies um, that I didn't mind doing before mm-hmm. just to do. Um, I do like taking road trips every now and then uh, just to ease my mind. And man, I just, hobbies. All the everything that I like doing is like a full time job. Like music is a hobby. This is like now everything that um because I'm an entrepreneur, everything that I'm good at is like a full time job now. You know, mm-hmm. so um, just to have a hobby for myself would be self care Sunday, and that can be anything. I can go to go get a massage, maybe go get my nails done. You know, just anything yeah, yeah. ever. So yeah. those are the. Yeah, go ahead. What about like hiking and stuff like that? Because I know everybody that moves to LA, they pick up hiking. They go to Runyon Canyon. They do a little walk. Is that something that you picked up as well? Or the beach is your hike pretty much? Yes, sir. I, I won't ever mess around with Runyon Canyon again, baby. Like that is not my thing. Hit <laughs> mm-hmm. it a few times, man. And, you know, I can No, hiking is cute. It just depends on if you're with a group of people. But for me, it's just get out there and be like, yo, I'm going to hike. No, I'm not doing that, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or it had like, I felt like I had a bad experience with it. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Or like people meditate in L.A. And it's like they they pick up all these little things that L.A. just draws you into. And then you become a part of it, the reflection portion. But for you, it's Manhattan Beach, from what I'm guessing. Yeah, most definitely. But one thing I did pick up here in L.A. was yoga. I did it um, a couple of times and I actually enjoyed it because I was forced to do something that I never did before. You know, like I had to get through the whole yoga class. And I thought that was pretty dope um, to do yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Because it's beautiful in L.A. It barely rains, you know, so it's like. Right. Um, there's no excuse for not to do anything outside of what entertainment, you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff you can, you can do, you know, you wake up to what 73 degree weather every morning. And it's just like, it's that vibe. And then the birds are chirping. So it's like, you're ready to go. Minus the traffic. Obviously the traffic can be a killer in LA. Oh yeah. You know, the, the four five, the one Oh one, the one thirty four, And like, you have to be, so a lot of people have to start their day a little extra early as opposed to, New York or something like that, where everybody can start their day a little bit late, but still be on time with certain things. You know, it's it's a completely now outside. Now, this question is if three, if your life had a soundtrack, which three tracks would you pick? Wow. If my life had a soundtrack, 
which three soundtracks would I pick? Mm-hmm. Oh my, that's a, that's a, a, a interesting question. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, I don't even know. Um, let me see. If I'm not, could, could you give me an example? Like, how would you put this? For example, make sure mine are, for example, mine is Jay-Z's You Don't Know. Um, it's Guru from Gangstar's uh, Work. Okay. Um, what's another one? Beanie Siegel's The Truth. Okay, so uh, number one would be Jay-Z, um, Every Day a Star is Born. Mm-hmm. I like that song. I don't know why. It's just something behind it. Um, little, little Baby, that's one of my favorite um, songs. All In. Mm-hmm. And Baby Something Improved. That would, that would be really um, Every Day a Star is Born. And um, I think it's called, I think the name of the song. Yeah, I think that's the name of the song. Every Day is, uh, a Star is Born. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's off of, I think, Blueprint 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, those are good. Those are good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah dope. And um, I have to add a fourth one. My boy Rick Ross, Dice Pineapples. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Rick nice. Ross. nice. Yeah, Rick Ross is very his his way of rapping and style is like he's very detailed. Yeah, it's very detailed. So to where you can pick that up easily, and it's like, wait, he just said this and that, and it's just, like, but it's very like he it helps your. I mean, most rappers have this, like, where they tell a story and then you can kind of envision it, but then somehow, some way, Rick Ross, you can relate to it in most of the time, you know? Because he lived a life, you know what I mean? And you're living your life, and it's like, well, let me expound here in, in your right. life, yeah, which is an amazing thing. Are there any TV shows you like to work with on set for when it comes to, like, braiding hair? Or? Um... You know, anyone who would need me, I know I'm a big fan of The Shy right now. I, I'm so late behind certain shows and stuff like that. The Shy would be something, though. Really, any any show that needs a loctician, I wouldn't mind stepping in and working with them, you know? Right now, it's, it's just so many shows with uh, people with locks. I feel like, at this point, everyone needs a loctician. So any, any show that definitely or... Um, need someone as like myself to do their locks and style them, I would definitely be up for it. I, I really don't have a specific show that I can choose from. Just anyone that would need someone, I'm available. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the shy. I actually up interviewing um, two people from the shy, which was um, Miriam, which plays the girlfriend of uh, the mom of um, she plays the girlfriend. And then I interviewed Curtis Cook, who plays Duda. Okay. Uh, and uh and yeah, they were telling like we were talking about hair outside of the podcast and he was like, Yeah, Marianne always has a loctician with her every single time she's on set because the different types of hairstyle that she wants for that day are particular. So if you uh-huh. notice, like most of the scenes, like she has different types of like braided hair and it, it's so it's like i feel like is is that mandatory for something like that or it depends. It depends on the person. Now, I've been in a situation where I have a good friend. He does acting. And uh, one of his big things, he cut his hair now. But mm-hmm. one of his that they did not know how to do his hair. He was like, Vicky, I just wish you can pull up on me. You know, you can come with me and just do my hair because I really don't like how they do my hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not everybody know how to do locks, you know. 
I mean, it's it's almost like cutting hair. I cannot cut hair at all. You know, I can, you know, I can try to attempt to cut hair. It's just, do I really know how to cut your hair to your satisfactory? So when it comes to locks, some people are very picky uh, when it comes to their hair. And I'm the same way. I do not let everybody do my hair. You know, if it was me on the scene and I couldn't get my hair a certain type of way or they couldn't do it, I would just be like, yo, I would do it myself. Just let it be how it is. Mm -hmm. But you have those certain type of people who really don't trust a lot of people when it comes to locks because locks can be so fragile. It's very important um, to make sure that you know, you are um, giving you are um, giving the giving your locks into the right hands of whoever you trust. So, yeah, that is a big thing in the lock industry. A lot of people won't let you do their hair or, you know, they'll rather have someone who's been maintaining their hair for so long to come work with them. So that's how that normally works. Mm -hmm. Do you agree that hair has a lot to do with a person's confidence and why? Yeah. I really do because um, I had a, yes, I do. I, I, I definitely believe in that. Um, I had an incident. I had a lady who came to me and um, I'm big on energy, really big on it. And I can just feel it when she walked in the door. But then as she started to talk with me more, she began to open up with to me more about her life and a lot of things that when she was going through and how her hair was one of the things that made her feel like she couldn't, you know, be able to. I don't know, just, just get through it. So one day, um, when I, that was my first time doing her hair and, um, she, she just wanted to feel love again. You know, um, I actually did her hair in a very nice hairstyle. And, um, I think when we got through talking and I was like, look at you, ma'am, you look so beautiful. She mm -hmm. just cried because she has not been able to feel that way in a long time about herself. And, um, I think it actually gave her more confidence because she was going through so much. I even had one lady to even text me and say, I thank you so much. I was really going through it with, with my hair and you gave me the confidence with my locks to be able to feel like that I can, you know, I, I just feel a better me. And I actually had another lady, it's crazy, probably about a couple of, maybe not even, probably a month now. Um, how she went to a salon and had a very bad experience and to the point she had a, like, she slightly almost had a little breakdown and she just cried. She was so sad. And then when she came to me, she was like, look, I'm going to try you again. She said, no, she said, I'm going to try you. You know, I've been to so many people and like, make no joke. <laughs> she's been keeping up with me since then. It's probably been over a month. Um, since she's come to me, but I've seen her again and she was just so happy and being able, and it's really the women being able to um, make them feel good about themselves, especially with locks. Like I said, you really have to know how to do them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and be able to actually give people that smile and that confidence. It's an amazing thing. And, and for my fellas, it's always dope for them to get out to cheer and for them to feel like the hottest thing about walking down Los Angeles to go, pick up anybody, you know, just, mm -hmm. I think to be able to provide a service that have people feeling great about themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially, especially in the, in the entertainment industry, everybody has, every LA has like that. Everything's about the looks. And and then, so it's like, it builds that confidence and it's like, okay, I'm going to go on set feeling really extra confident and I'm right. going to nail this role or this concert or this tour or whatever. And it's, 
because you know, like I said, LA is is it's mostly about looks, how you look and how you present yourself. You know, especially me as an actor, like when you when you go on set or something like that. There's there's those there's those narcissistic people, and there's those like I'm the shit. But then when you look at them, it's like look at yourself in the mirror first, and then come talk to me. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's so that's a very beautiful thing for you to like help build that confidence for for people like that, especially in a town like that, which is an amazing thing to see. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've experienced while working with a celebrity on set? Um, I don't know about anything crazy that I've experienced. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've experienced anything crazy. Um, I I have not experienced anything crazy. Um, maybe, uh, being, being in a rush, <laughs> like having to like get it done at a certain amount of time. I had this one guy I had worked with and mind you, I'm not going to say his name, rapper. Um, he had me ripping and running everywhere around LA to meet him. And by the time I got to him, um, man, he had, um, he had to be somewhere in an hour. I get there. He's like, yeah, you have an hour to do my hair. And that's it. And I looked at him like, dad, you really going to rush perfection. So I was just like, okay, bro. I think that was the toughest job ever to be able to um, complete his hair in an hour. And and I actually didn't, no cap, like 53 minutes. Because I was so, that was my first time ever working with him. I was so pressed behind it. And it turned out dope. He actually liked it. He loved it. And to me, that was crazy because I've never been put in a situation, yo, you got an hour to do this. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I was literally running around for almost two hours trying to figure out, do you want to be here? Do you want to be there? And now you give me an hour. But other than that, anything just crazy, I've never experienced anything mm-hmm. like all of my clients have been excellent. They've, they've been great. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, towards the end of the podcast, I have these 10 rapid questionnaires. So it's like one question and one word. Uh, I got from James Lipton from the Inside the Actor Studios as I honor him. And the first question is, what is your favorite word? Faith. What is your least favorite word? Can't. What turned you on in life? Ooh. What turns me on in life? Um, ah, what turns me on in life? What is it? Um, the will to keep going and never give up until things are completed. You know, um, I think there's no, um, it's a, it's a phrase that I like to use, um, I can't think of it right now, but it'll come back to me. Uh, what turns you off in life? Oh, negative people, negative energy, uh, like the word can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big turnoff. Not being motivated is a big turnoff. Anything that um, I feel like that you allow, I, I know we go through a lot of things in life, but there comes a time where we really have to work up on the right side of the bed and just say, okay, I am going to do this. I can do this. And, you know, just push it out, mm-hmm. you know? What sound or noise do you love? Oh, the sound that I love, a noise that I love is beautiful music in the morning time. Like, just soft music. Mm-hmm. R&B type stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Sc- scratching a plate with mm. forks. Mm. It's- so like cutting a steak and all of that sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, what is your favorite curse word? <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. That's a curse word. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, some people consider that a curse word. Yeah. yeah what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Man, like I said, I voice over acting. That is something I definitely, um, something that I know for sure that I will have to tap into because that's just something, that's just something that I would love to do is just voiceover acting. Um, I know, I don't know. I feel like to be able to make somebody laugh, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing them face to face or just anything like that. I I would like to dig into something like that. I think it's dope. Um, I've actually, it's crazy. I really sit at home and sometimes watch cartoons when I'm bored. That's if I ever have free time and listen to certain little um, whatever, these new cartoon characters that I have no idea who they are and just t- kind of mock how they um, would talk on TV just mm-hmm. to be on something extra. But if I had to tap into something, it would definitely be voiceover acting. Mm-hmm. What profession would you not like to do? Oh, my God, bro. Um, question: Do I what I not like to do? Oh, um, I I will say work. I probably hmm. Oh, politics. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pol- uh, at the pearly gates? Um, come on in, my well. And what he what he tell the people? Come on in, you made it. I don't want him to say, "Depart from me, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, my good and faithful servant." That's what I would like to hear from him when, mm-hmm. when it's my gates. Um, any last words you like to give to the people? Any shout outs? And where can they follow you on the social? Most definitely. Um, shout out to Elton. Thank you so much, man. You have been great um, throughout this whole experience working with you. Um, if you want to get more information about me, my Instagram is bdrip1. Um, I have a YouTube channel. It's bdripla. And um, <clears throat> if you'd like to visit my website, you know, maybe you want to stop by the shop, look at an appointment, or just see what I have to offer. Um, it's www.bdripla.com. All right, guys, this is another episode of Intuitive Minds Podcast. And also, shout out to Elton John for making this happen. Um, Peace. Peace.